Today is Wednesday, August 17th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Today's episode is brought to you by Framebridge. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Start framing today with Framebridge. For our first stories today, we have several updates in three out of the four major investigations into Trump's various crimes and coup attempts, which I think I'm going to start calling his legal EGOT. First up, the DOJ investigation into the top secret documents at Mar-a-Lago. We're starting easy with a follow-up on Trump's passports. Since he announced earlier this week that the FBI took his passports during the search, the DOJ has now made a statement that they did indeed take Trump's passports, not intentionally or permanently, but because they were amidst the items that were seized. However, they added that they had contacted Trump's team shortly after to return the passports since they were not part of the things that they intended to search. In other words, we've now learned that Trump did this whole they took my passports thing after the DOJ had told him that they took them and that he was getting them back. Either way, the FBI probably should have been more careful. Who amongst us doesn't store their passport with their national security secrets? It kind of seems like the intuitive spot. Meanwhile, several media outlets and Trump himself are requesting that a court unseal the affidavit, which would reveal key information on what evidence justified the search of Mar-a-Lago. The DOJ has objected to unsealing it, saying that it would interfere with the ongoing investigation, but a hearing has been called on the matter for tomorrow. I would bet it contains some pretty damning evidence, just based on how excited Trump is to reveal it. The New York Times also reported yesterday that Trump's former White House counsel and January 6th hearing starlet Pat Cipollone, along with his deputy Patrick Philbin, have both been questioned by the DOJ earlier this year about the documents at Mar-a-Lago. Pat and Patrick, who, if they play this right, could parlay this into a reality show concept, are both relevant to this investigation because they were two of Trump's representatives who worked with the National Archives directly, along with Mark Meadows. After the National Archives realized that they were missing some documents, they contacted Philbin, who tried to help retrieve them. And when they still weren't returned, the issue was referred to the DOJ, who began their investigation. Between this investigation and the January 6th interview, those hours spent talking to Pat Cipollone must have been like killing two birds with one stone. Or should I say one Roger Stone? That was a lot for just one investigation, and next we have a story about the election fraud investigation in Georgia. New reporting from the Washington Post revealed that Trump's team of lawyers had pursued voting machine data in more states than just Georgia, in what was both a more organized and more successful effort than was previously known. Here's how it went down. After Trump lost, Sidney Powell and her team paid a cyber forensics firm called Sullivan Strickler to access and copy county election data in at least three states. Georgia, Michigan, and Nevada. Even on January 7th, the team was still in Southern Georgia, copying data from a Dominion voting system. Emails between Powell and her team were obtained, which indicate that this was all part of a Hail Mary attempt to use the data to sow confusion by showing that it was possible to hack the election system. I would just like to point out that this woman still has her law license to this very day. On 
to our third and final Trump investigation for today, the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal probe into whether the Trump Organization committed financial and tax fraud. I can't believe we have done over three minutes of investigations into the former president and we did not even touch on the coup. Anyway, Trump's longtime CFO, Alan Weisselberg, has a hearing scheduled for tomorrow. And according to reporting, he has likely reached a plea deal that will put him in prison for just five months, despite the fact that he will not be cooperating with the investigation. I guess if I knew my former boss might be hoarding the nuclear codes in his Florida retirement home, I'm not sure I'd cooperate either. Yesterday was a Tuesday and there were some primary elections. As of this recording at 11 p.m. Eastern time, there had been no result announced in the Alaska primary. So we may have been spared just one more day without the concrete prospect of Sarah Palin as an elected representative. The marquee election yesterday was the Republican primary in Wyoming, where Liz Cheney was defeated by election denier Harriet Hageman. I just hope this isn't one of those things where they're going to replace the lead halfway through season two of the hearings, and we're just supposed to pretend like we don't notice. Maybe they'll do guest cameos. On that note, for anyone keeping track, only two of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump in 2020 will be moving on to their general elections in the upcoming midterms. Across battleground states, candidates who deny the legitimacy of 2020 have claimed nearly two-thirds of GOP nominations for state and federal offices, specifically those with authority over elections. Seems like something we might want to get in front of. Unfortunately, getting ahead of issues hasn't really been America's thing. Otherwise, I doubt we would still be taking off our shoes in the airport. An appellate court in Florida blocked a 16-year-old from getting an abortion, claiming that she was, quote, not sufficiently mature to end the pregnancy. But she is mature enough to be a mother, is what I'm hearing. Florida law requires minors who seek an abortion to get parental consent. However, this particular teenager is an orphan, and her petition argued that her legal guardian is okay with the decision. Her petition also stated that she was not ready to have a baby given that she does not have a job, is still in school, and the father is unable to assist her. And if Florida is already making decisions like this, I shudder to think what is going to happen once books have been banned for a few years. We're ending today's episode with the good news. President Biden announced yesterday that the FDA cleared the way for hearing aids to be sold online and in retail stores without a prescription as soon as mid-October. This action will increase market competition and lower the price of a pair by nearly $3,000, at least until Yeezy does a collab. Truly, these things are priced like the first run of Hamilton. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Framebridge. Framebridge is seamless and affordable and they send you everything you need with hardware to hang your art and a measurement guide if you're doing a gallery wall. They're the only way I have framed anything for the past several years. So get started today, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code morning to save an additional 15% off your first order. That's framebridge.com promo code morning. Framebridge.com promo code morning. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.